This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Touchdown Denver. Hosted by myself, uh, George Stoya of the Denver Gazette. Alongside my good friend, Nick Ferguson. Nick, I'm in London. And I can't lie. It's beautiful here. This is a, an amazing city. I've only been here for a couple hours. Uh, I just got here. I have a little bit of jet lag, but I just got some fish and chips. I'm feeling refreshed. Uh, I'm going to go to Buckingham Palace once we're done recording this. So uh, I, I'm having a blast. How, how's Denver treating you? Well, Denver is great, but uh, it would be better to be in London. I'm sure uh, a typical London day is uh, a little overcast. Uh, the sun is out. Uh, what's the temperature there? It's like 55, 60. It's really nice though. Like I'm wearing, I'm not wearing a hoodie. And I think that's because I was just like, we were hauling down the street to get to here. Cause I was like, I need some water and I need to go to the bathroom. Cause I was just on, I mean, that flight was so long, Nick, nine hours. I was like, I, and you, you know how it is to sleeping on a plane where you're just kind of like bobbing your head and you're like waking up every 15 minutes. So like I, yeah. I'm running on like zero sleep. So I needed food. So like we, we walked like several blocks and it's beautiful. It's amazing here. Uh, we're in a really good part of town too, but um, I had to take my hoodie off cause I was sweating. I was like, this is a workout uh, carrying my luggage, you know, through the train system to the tube. That was, that was easy too, by the way, I was worried. I was like, I'm going to get lost in this, in, in the, in the, in the subway system here. And then I was like, Oh no, it's actually pretty easy. Uh, so, but it's cool, man. I I'm, I'm excited for this week. There's a, there's, a lot of interesting stuff with the football team, but also just a, a fun trip for, for us media folk. Well, for a second there, man, uh, it, it seemed like uh, the problems of uh, the rich and elite, you just like, hey, nine-hour flight, your head's bobbing, you were that guy. Because usually when I see that guy on the plane, I quickly grab my phone because your head is bobbing and you're doing all of that stuff. But now, you, you know, you, you're living the life uh, lifestyles of the rich and uh, uh, famous. You, you're, you're in London. Uh, hey, let's not let's not let's not forget. I was sitting in the back of the plane for this thing. Okay, I wasn't one of those people that has the you know. You walk in and there's people there's people in there that have beds or they have like their own little cubby and they can put yeah. their seat all the way back. No man, I'm in. I was in the back. I had an aisle seat and my legs were were, were hanging out to the side, but I my I couldn't even fit my legs behind the chair in front of me. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> let's not forget. I was sitting in the back. Okay. 52 F. There's, there's, there's now, 55 rows. I was 52 F. 
Okay, well, traditionally, uh, they would come back and give you uh, the hot towel. Did they, did they at least do that so you could wipe your hands and your face? You didn't get that? No, I didn't get any of that. I got a complimentary blanket that was like basically just plastic. <laughs> and uh, they served us some food, but I didn't eat any of it because it looked like it was just like something you'd just put in a microwave. I was like, I'm not going to eat this on a nine-hour flight. Wait a minute. So you didn't so. eat anything. Did you bring your own snacks or something? Well, I mean, we, we left at 8.30 p.m. So I ate before I got on the plane. I ate dinner. And then when we landed, like, they had some food for us as we were landing. But, like, at that point, it's, like, really, in my brain, it's, like, 4 a.m., 5 a.m. I'm, like, I'm hungry. But then as soon as I got off the plane, I was, like, I probably should have eaten something because now I'm starving, you know. But it's okay. I just got some fish and chips. It's 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 already – I don't even know what time it is. What is it? Three. It's almost 4 o'clock here. I want to go yeah. to bed, but I know I'm not supposed to. Yeah, man, that that's the biggest uh, thing, man, and that's kind of uh, uh, what the players are going to have to manage yeah. going over to the UK for the first time, and I, and I think that's why the Denver Broncos decided to leave, uh, you know, right after they played. They didn't really leave right after Sunday's loss to the Jets, but they uh, they, lost, they left that next day. But it's going to be so important trying to uh, to manage that because I've made that trip uh, before. Uh, going out to London when I was in uh, NFL Europe, but more importantly, I did some work for BBC a couple of uh, years back, and I was flying from California. So I had to fly from LA to New York and then get on another plane, fly from New York to the UK. So I know all about it. And, and the biggest thing is don't sleep. I know they always say, they tell players, they give them the warning, don't sleep. You know, when you get to the hotel room, but that that's kind of like hard uh, not to do because, like you said, your, your, your body clock is already kind of uh, prepared for mountain time, and now you're in London and the sun is out, and you want to do a couple of things. So, stay up, George, and the players are going to do the same thing. And I don't know how the team is going to get these guys to do activities, but you want to stay up as long as you can because if you don't, man, it's going to hurt you that next day. Well, and the players are in a weird situation, too, because they left a lot earlier yesterday. I mean, they left at like three o'clock. And so they got in around like seven, eight a.m. London time. And so they have to stay up all day, which I think is going to be pretty difficult to do if you think about their time change. Whereas me, like at least it was nighttime for me. So it feels like I'm just starting a new day and I can go to bed, you know, at nine, ten o'clock tonight. But uh, those guys, they're trying to stay up all day here in London. And I think they had some team meetings and, and maybe some activities today. I know they didn't have uh, an official practice. They practice tomorrow afternoon here. But uh, it is going to be interesting to see how some of those guys react. I'm, we'll, we'll get to talk to a lot of them tomorrow uh, and see how they're feeling and stuff. But it should be interesting. One guy, though, that did make the trip is Russell Wilson, Nick. Uh, and it sounds like he is trending toward playing. At least that's according to Nathaniel Hackett. What do you think about him possibly playing this week? I I, I, I knew he would make the trip, obviously. Um, but what do you think about the possibility of him playing this week when Broncos are two and five? You know, they probably need this win to stay alive if, in the playoff hopes, if they even have playoff hopes still. Um, but what do you think of him, of him potentially playing? I, I don't like the idea at all. I know you mentioned the fact that, hey, Broncos are two and five. Um, they, they want to make sure that they don't drop the two and six to try to keep hopes alive because when you look around the league, things are still tight, even though the Broncos record is what it is. There are a lot of teams that haven't separated themselves, but Brady and Aaron Rodgers, those two quarterbacks are struggling. And just think about what happened with the Colts. You know, they just benched uh, Matt Ryan 
uh, a Super Bowl, you know, a quarterback who went to the Super Bowl. So to me, the idea is, hey, you know, you don't play Russell. And, and I've had this conversation with some people, George, and they think that I'm crazy. It's just like the team was in desperation mode. So just go ahead and let him play. I'm like, no, why would you do that? Because think about it. Yeah, he made the trip and it's all smoke and mirrors to make the Jags have to prepare for Russell Wilson this week. But we know that he has a bad hamstring. And I don't know about you. Uh, but I've had a bad hamstring before, and it is no fun at all. It makes everything very difficult. Trying to go to the commode, get on and off the commode, your hamstring, believe it or not, it gives you problems. So why would you put Russell in that situation? And also, George, I'll add this. You play Russell in this game, and we're talking about a young group of guys in Jacksonville. You thought you played against a bunch of hungry guys last week with the Jets, this group here is, can definitely get after you, and they send a lot of stunts up front. And if Russ can't really run, Russ is not going to be cooked. You know, he's going to be al dente, right? So the idea is that you play him, he gets hurt. Now you lose him for a couple of weeks. Now what? Now the season is gone. Now trade deadline, you're trading away everyone. No, you don't do it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I would argue that the, the season's already kind of gone, uh, Nick. I know that's probably a bad mindset, uh, but when you look at the schedule and there being 10 games left and you're sitting at two and five, I looked up this, the statistics. There's been only eight teams since 1990 to make the playoffs after starting two and five. Actually, last year, the Eagles did it, I believe. They started two and five uh, and ended up making the playoffs. Of course, a big reason why they made the playoffs is their division was so bad that they ended up winning it with a losing record, I believe, or maybe I think they were either nine and eight or eight and nine, something like that. And they ended up making it. That's definitely not the case for the Broncos, right? You look at their division, that's not going to, to happen. Right. Uh, so I, I think that you look at it and you need to say, Hey man, we invested a quarter billion dollars in you. Like we don't need you to go out there and tear up your hamstring in a game against the two and five Jaguars team in London. Like that just seems like a horrible idea. Uh, I, I just don't understand that. And I also don't understand, you know, look, Brett Rippon, I thought he played decent the other day. I think he can go win this football game. And all of a sudden, if he does, maybe you do get Russell back and you make a little bit of a run. So I don't think it's one of those things that they need to overthink this year uh, and play and force Russell to play, which they would never force Russell to play. But I think Russell is going to push very hard to play. I, you know, from what I heard last week, is that he was pretty upset that he wasn't playing uh, against the Jets. And, and, I mean, it makes sense, right, Nick? You and I have gone back and forth about this, about can Nathaniel Hackett say, hey, we need you to rest. And it sounds like that's what happened last week. And I wonder if Nathaniel Hackett will do that again this week. I don't think so because I think Nathaniel Hackett also is a little bit on the hot seat. And so he's like, we, got, we have to win. Um, and, and I think that that's maybe some of the perspective there. Do you think that Nathaniel Hackett's thinking like that maybe a little bit, saying, hey, I got to win because my job might be on the line. Yeah, I'm sure he's uh, he's been thinking that for the past couple of weeks that uh, he has to win. But once again, well, okay, why win one game and then put yourself in some of a conundrum 
for the re remaining of the season. You have one week to celebrate on the trip back from London. And we know traditionally struggling teams, when they take that trip to London, someone usually gets fired. And, and right now that's kind of the idea. Well, who's going to get fired? If you wanted to look around, because in college, I'm sure, you know, you, you did this as well. The professor would always say, hey, look to your left and you look to your right. Some of these people are not going to be here. It's almost like the same thing that the Broncos did flying over, look around this room or look around this airplane. Some of these people are not going to be here, right? So the idea is you, you want to make sure that you keep trending in the right direction. You said to yourself, Brett Rippon in the first quarter, the Broncos look great, right? They moved the ball down the field. They did a couple of things that we didn't see with Russell. But, you know, their bugaboo is the third and fourth quarter. That's where they struggle. So for him, it's just like focus on Brett Rippon, right? Let rest, let Russ rest. That should be the new hashtag instead of let Russ cook because now you essentially get four weeks of Russ resting that hamstring and then now you hit the buy and then you hit the reset button and you're ready to come back. So his point of emphasis should be on designing better plays to make sure that this team can actually score some points and move the ball down the field in the second half of the game. That should be his uh, Nathaniel Hackett's focus. Do you think they can beat the Jaguars without Russell Wilson? That's the, that's my that's the biggest question for me, right? If you think you can beat him without him, then I'm not playing him. Well, I, look, I look at it this way, you know, um, the defense. Y your defense is playing well, and they've kept you in every single game. And that's been the saving grace for, for, for the Broncos, the defense. And the, not saying, okay, well, Brett Rippon is inadequate, but watching Daniel Jones and the Giants last week against this uh, Jags team, and when we get into it later, it is having mobility, be able to scramble and pick up some of those plays. So Brett Rippon showed that against the Jets that he can. One play he did frustrate me where it was like a third and one instead of running for the first down, which was like two yards in front of him, he decided to throw to Jerry Judy. But other than that, when he would scramble, he did pick up uh, some, some first down. So that is going to be required for him to do. And Russell is nursing a hamstring, right? Mobility is his strength. And now you are essentially, no pun intended, you've just hamstring your offense because your quarterback is limited. So, no, stick with Brett Rippon, play tough defense, and then see how things shake out. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Nick. Um, I, I think that, look, it's just, it's just not worth the risk at this point. You don't want Russell to have a long-term injury. And if you want him to play the rest of the season, you know, later this season, you know, why, why risk him in this game particularly, right? Like, it's not like they're playing a division foe or someone like that, right? Like, like that, it would be a little bit different if they were playing the Chiefs maybe this week, right? Uh, but they're not. They're playing a two and five Jaguars team, a team that has also lost four in a row, um, a team that you can probably win without him. Uh, I, mean, sh I mean, you know, they were so close this last week from winning without him against the Jets. So I, I think that it's, it's one of those situations that what's the risk versus the reward here? Uh, and again, I think Brett is good enough to win this football game. So it's going to be interesting. We'll hear from those guys, uh, you know, tomorrow. Um, you know, they're, they're here in London. I think they're staying out closer to Wembley, uh, uh, which is pretty far from here. But uh, Nick, let, let me ask you this before. Oh, actually, you know what? We need to take a break. And then I'll, I'll, I'll ask you a very important question after this break here. But uh, uh, we've got a lot more to dive into uh, ahead of this, this Broncos-Jaguars matchup. 